Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is the CEO at the Brainerd Family YMCA, Shane Riffle. Shane, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. Yeah, Shane, uh, uh, of course we want to get an update. Uh, we know uh, the Y suffered some storm damage this summer. Get us up to speed on what's happening there with the damage and, and what's going on. Sure. It was uh, a day I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, it was one of the hardest in, in my career, actually, um, mm-hmm. actually the, the, that whole week. And it continues to be hard. But, yeah, it was that big storm that came through on July 17th. Um, it was a Friday evening. And I guess here locally it was between four and five inches of rain. Um, lots of wind and I think some hail. Uh, so the next morning I received a call from Jenny Wilson, our membership director, letting me know that, you know, she would like some help to come in and clean up some ceiling tiles that had fallen down from, you know, roof leaks. And, you know, we have a few leaks here and there. It's an older roof. Uh, and I said, sure, I'll be right in. So figuring it was, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, um, you know, uh, just to mop and sweep up. But when I started walking down the hallway and after I'd gotten into the Y, it was just remarkably devastating. Mm. Um, the If you can imagine just ceiling tiles almost just disintegrating and the, the amount of water that came in, it created almost rivers that went down the two hallways at oh the far end of the building. Gosh, uh, no. Went into our exercise studios, down the stairs into our youth program area. Um, so, you know, imagine looking around, and there's just standing water. There's this disintegrated oh. ceiling tile debris everywhere, and, you know, no ceiling tiles. There was actually water dripping from, you know, the light fixtures, Ooh. still coming down the wall um, a bit. So I was like, this is this is beyond what I can handle. So I... I reached out to our insurance agent or our broker, um, Jamie over at Weisenegger Angle, and uh, you know, kind of asked what our options were, and decided that we would uh, hire a, a restoration, uh, emergency restoration crew to come out and start cleaning up. This was definitely beyond the scope of what we could do, mm-hmm. and it took about ten days for them to get it cleaned up, oh, dried out. They ended up cutting out a lot of drywall um, oh, that man. had been permanently damaged, pulling out base molding, all of the damaged ceiling tiles, all of the mess, uh, trying to dry the floors. Studio One, which a lot of folks in the community I know have taken uh, group fitness classes in there, it's continuing to buckle and warp. So I would say about 30 to 40 percent of that is just, you know, damaged beyond any kind of repair. Mm, And just a lot more, you know, internal we're working with Norsan. They're they're getting us an estimate on you know what the repairs will be. But you know the really troubling news was that um, the adjuster, insurance adjuster, came out the Wednesday, walked through the building, and you know I was expecting t- for him to give us the okay to start working on repairs so that we could get the Y back open. And he left. I called our insurance company, um, and he had already spoken to the adjuster and said, "I hate to tell you this, but." We're not going to insure it. What? And my heart just sunk. Yeah. How, what? What? <laughs> I was like, what? You've got to yeah. be kidding me. That's um, kind of what I was thinking. But, you know, the first thing to you know, pop in my head was, 
you know, especially after being shut down for so long yeah. because of, of COVID and the impact that's having financially on us, I was like, I don't know how the Y can survive this. I just oh, kind of put my head down and tried to think of a plan. And I, I got on the phone with our um, executive committee on the board and explained to what had happened, and, and we were all in shock. Um, so we kind of just processed that and came up with a short-term action plan, and we're kind of working through that right now. We've been consulting with a local attorney and waiting on um, the insurance company to get us an official report. They did send out a uh, an engineering group to do further assessment because we had, you know, reached back out to them and said, hey, we think this is a little different than, you know, the reason you said you're not insuring it. So they sent the engineering group out, and we had a team here, you know, kind of observing and paying attention. And uh, later on the phone, they said, same response, we're not going to insure it. So we're working through the process, I guess, and we'll see where we where we end up. I, I do want to say thank you to a lot of different people. You know, we, we created a, a, a mini campaign just to, if people find it in their hearts to support us, you know, throughout this, um, where people could donate. And the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation said, you know, if you create this mini campaign, we'll we'll create a $10,000 matching gift. So I think we mm-hmm. surpassed that $10,000 within 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. Um, Wonderful. That's good. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a generous community. And, it is. You know, I'm just so much grateful for Carl Samp and the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation. So that's helping. But, you know, we're estimating that the repairs are going to be somewhere, you know, upwards of $150,000. So. Mm. But, you know, that one of the conversations with Carl, you know, you, you grow through adversity and challenges and, you know, the community is, is so incredibly supportive. That's that's important to us and I'm thankful. And I'm just, it's a hard time. Yes. But I'm really glad, I'm so glad to be here and work with our staff and volunteers to help get us through this because there are going to be better things on the horizon. Um, they're just, we've got to get there is the thing. Yeah. Now, uh, can I ask, is there any other recourse that's still happening with the insurance company? Is there any litigation or anything happening or are you just going to let that go and move on? No, we're definitely not going to let it go. We believe that it should be insurable. Yeah. Um, so once we get the written report, we will present that to the uh, attorney and the firm that we've been consulting with and possibly decide to, to retain them and pursue, I, I guess, legal action and, and litigate it. Um, from what I've been told is that it could, you know, if it did progress and we didn't settle um, before, it could end up as a local jury trial, I guess. Hmm. So, I'm sure the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to... Uh... You'll have to keep us posted on that. In the meantime, tell us about, uh, if you will, then the, the new norm. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, the day-to-day operations? How are things being handled at the Y now? Well, if, if folks remember, we're mandated that you know we have a twenty-five percent um, occupancy limit, and we had set up really, I think, you know, some of the best safety protocols um, in the area. We have, you know, it's it's really well marked. Uh, signs up about social distancing, wearing a mask. We have the plexiglass up to help protect our staff, doing um, temperature checks for all children in the programs, kind of health screening as folks come in. A lot of disinfecting, you know, two, three times a day we have staff going around cleaning all surfaces. 
So I feel really good that, you know, we're protecting our members as they come in. And there's been a steady increase. More and more people are coming into the group fitness classes to shoot baskets, to work out. Um, but with all of the modifications we've made and spacing equipment out, it's just not the same as it was. Um, we don't have as much space. So we're using half the basketball court. Sometimes it's group fitness classes. Sometimes it's open shooting. Um, we've moved some of the um, cardio equipment into the other side of the gym so that we can spread out the treadmill. So oh, cool. um, as far as that equipment goes, we haven't lost any equipment. We've just spread it out. Okay. The bikes are in the racquetball court for now. Um, we've decided we might be able to move those somewhere else so that we can uh, get racquetball going again. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great to see cars here. Um, evening traffic is still a bit slow. But our virtual classes is one thing that I've been really proud of, how we've managed and developed that. Um, Joanna and Katie have really put together a good system for folks who aren't yet ready to come back in to continue connecting with their friends virtually through these uh, Facebook Live and Zoom-type classes. And we're looking at another platform now uh, because next year we're looking at creating a virtual membership you know, out of out of this, there's going to be some innovations and adaptations that kind of stick. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the virtual classes are something that we've had a lot of good feedback on. So uh, next year, we'll be creating a virtual membership for folks who, you know, don't really need to swim and, and would just like to take the classes from home. Uh, we'll create that opportunity. In fact, we're talking about for the strength training together, you know, that if in, in, in Ken, I know you come in and take that class quite often. Uh, but it has equipment. So we're going to start selling that at cost for us uh, and then be able to send a trainer with this to someone's home and do an orientation on safety equipment. So with that virtual membership, they can start taking the strength training together classes and have the equipment at home. So hopefully that works out for some folks. Yeah. Well, innovate. Mm-hmm. That's what innovate. you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, around the, the spirit of innovation, we are taking a you know a pivot um, in our operating model. You know, membership has really driven driven what we do at the Y. And in the years to come, we're looking at doing some renovations, changes, enhancements, possibly expanding our footprint in the community, so that we can take a deeper dive into childcare, possibly getting back into infant care expand our summer day camp programming, uh, what we're doing with families, and youth sports. That's an area that we would really like to possibly fill in some gaps that oh, aren't yeah. being met within the community, mm-hmm. some enhanced partnerships, and you know, really give kids and families of all income levels an opportunity to do things and participate where they may not have been able to before. Very good. So now moving forward into the school year, Shane, how are things looking with the the daycare and the distance learning thing? How is that going to operate? Well, we've been anticipating much like we did with the school closure last spring. And, you know, we've been having parents ask us all summer, what are we going to do if this happens or if that happens? And there were a lot of variables such as busing, um, transportation, where would we where would we host um, children, and then, you know, what parts of the day would, would there be a need? So as it turns out now with the elementary school children um, all going back to school, they're likely going to need some after-school programming, and it sounds like they're going to be let out early in the day. So it's got to be more of a 
half-day after-school type program. Okay. So we're looking at two different locations um, to run those programs, and we'll be busing. So actually this year, you know, in the spirit of cooperation, um, the school district is going to be busing children if they request, if the parents request. So if they're going to Garfield, Harrison, or Lowell, or Riverside, um, they're going to bus them out to the Washington building, and our staff will be able to pick them up there, walk them over to the Y for our program here. And you know, that's just a really wonderful um, collaborative effort that we've worked out with the school district. So yeah. just love working with Corey Reynolds and Lane Larson over yeah. the schools. They, they get that we're all here to serve the kids, um, and you know there's a need for both of us, and you know, we're just working together, so that's awesome. And we're also going to have a site over at uh, Y Camp over Vanastic in, in Baxter on Whipple Beach. And we're still working through a few logistics over there, um, but likely we're going to be there, and we'll start registration soon. And busing to that site will be able to come from Baxter um, Elementary. Now, for the middle school students on the days that they're not in school, um, we're going to have a full-day option. And our counselors, just like we... Really did a good job last year. We're going to be working with the kids. They'll be in their small classroom groups. We're going to keep them really isolated or separated um, into their school groups. So we're going to do our best not to mix schools. So, for instance, Lowell and Riverside, we're going to keep the children, no matter uh, whether it's the after school or the full-day school program, but we're going to keep them with their school groups so that we're really mitigating the risk of any kind of transmission. And then we'll go through the same processes we have all summer. Um, temperature checks, health screenings as they come in, wearing a mask um, when it's you know appropriate to do so. Definitely indoors. Um, you know they don't wear masks outside when they're engaged in physical activity or strenuous activity mm-hmm. um, or swimming. But when they're close together, the kids all have their mask on, and we'll remind them you know mask up, time to mask up, and take care of each other and yourself. So we've done a, a good job of that, and we're going to continue that as as long as there's a need. And, it's a one such a wonderful environment, boy. Camp this summer, mm-hmm. you know, we've served, been serving about 110 kids out at Whipple Beach and Camp Vanassic, and the feedback from the parents has just been remarkable. In fact, we did a uh, experience survey with uh, parents, and our net promoter score came back about 71, which is just unheard of. Wow! Um, and the feedback and the stories that we've received from the parents, it's been it's been heartwarming. Our counselors have been just fantastic. I bet. These guys have worked so hard with the kids, you know, being there, nurturing them, helping them learn new skills, find a sense of belonging, and, and, and learn what they can achieve. Mm-hmm. And that shows through the survey all of the, the data that we collected from that. So we're not, we're, we're, we are perfectly doing what we say we're going to do, and I'm really proud of that. And it's only the tip of the iceberg. What we're going to be doing in the future is going to be so much more. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, a couple of follow-up questions here, Shane, real quick. Uh, for parents that are already thinking about the school year and uh, are wondering about getting their kids signed up, is that sign-up happening now? I believe it is. I've, you know, Jess Erickson is our youth uh, program director, and she has sent information out to the parents currently enrolled. And we should soon be releasing it online to other parents who will have a need. Um, but I would encourage them to go to our website, BrainerdLakesYMCA.org, and we will post links online. It's all online registration. Um, we're not using pen and paper anymore. 
which makes it actually easier for the parents. So, but if there's any questions, just reach out to Jess Erickson, and her email is jerickson at blymca.org. And we can find that on the website, I would assume. It's also on the website. Very good. Uh, Shane, the other follow-up question, uh, the capital development fund uh, that you're doing with uh, partnership with the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation, how can we contribute to that? Is that also right on the website, or should we go to the Community Foundation website? Yeah, so for the uh, mini campaign that we're doing for the storm damage, you can go to our website. It's right on the front page. Or you can donate and designate it through the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation webpage. Um, either way, it's going to make its way to us. Now, we are looking, I'll mention that we're looking ahead into our future. I mentioned all of the great things on the horizon. Um, we're in the pre-capital development phase right now. But we do know that, especially after this storm, that this doesn't meet our needs. So we've got to do something big. And we are mm-hmm. thinking big. So we're going to be looking at some feasibility, market research, to see what the community's capacity is to do something big with this building, expand our footprint, possibly with some kind of sports um, facility, uh, possibly pool. We're looking at youth sports and programming, and also um, why summer camp and um, is a big part of our strategic plan. So we're going to be looking at all of those different areas and raising some money initially to do those feasibility and market research okay. um, type of activities. So that's okay. something that people will be hearing more about in the months to come. But for now, if you'd like to support us for that storm damage, visit our website, BrainerdLakesYMCA.org, and um, up to $10,000 is being matched by the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation. That's amazing and That's, wonderful. Yes. All right, Shane. Well, we are out of time for today, but thank you so much for visiting with us, and we'll talk again next month, okay? That sounds good. I look forward to it. And thank you, guys, and thank you to the Brain Lakes area community. Uh, your Y loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shane, well, thank you so much for everything that you do at the Y, and uh, I can't imagine uh, <laughs> uh, COVID-19 wasn't bad enough. You get whacked with a storm. It's just— 2020 uh, rocks. Yeah. Just really (laughs) unfortunate. But I know you'll bounce back because Mm -hmm. we're strong and the Y is strong. And uh, we will see you uh, real soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane. Shane Riffle is the CEO at the Brainerd Family YMCA. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available right there on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.